Thank you for listening to the Reality Breach Local Spotlight. Uh, this episode, we get medical. Dr. John, a local doctor here in Jackson, stops by to talk about Tide Pods and anime and wrestling and just an other assortment of medical and non-medical stuff. I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome to the Reality Bridge Podcast. I am your co-host, Robert Morris, and I am here with our host, Sergio Lugo. And let me tell y'all something, man. Let me tell you something, man. Wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me introduce this person in the right way. <clears throat> <laughs> mean Woo! Gene! He has the gift of medicine in his blood. Woo! He is the cream of the crop of nerds. Oh, yeah. His love for wrestling and anime is as long as my 20-inch pythons, brother. His knowledge of medicine has never lost. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. Dr. John, how you doing, brother? I am doing fantastic. Even more so now after that introduction, sir. Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> I it this took me twenty minutes to get it right. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into it, man. Who are you and what do you do? Well, um, I'm John Buchanan, you know, uh, I am a family medicine doctor, uh, who lives in the Jackson area, but I actually practice in just a little, in a small town just right outside of Jackson, uh, Carthage, Mississippi. Um, and I just do it all, man. I just, I see the, I see the kiddos. I see the, the young adults, the, the older adults, the grandparents. Like, I, I just do it all, whatever, whatever I can. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. So, okay, okay. Uh, so, so before, before we go into any more questions, I have a few, a few, I don't know much about medicine. I, I don't go to doctors very often. Uh, what what is family medicine? So that that's basically kind of um, a lot of times you hear a term thrown around called uh, general practitioner GP. That's kind of the the old uh, terminology for our for uh, my specialty. Basically, our primary focus is on uh, prevention. Um, and a lot of uh, clinic-based stuff. So usually whenever you're going to a uh, clinic, whether it's an urgent care or, or anything like that, um, when you're feeling sick, you're usually seeing somebody that's kind of family medicine trained. So they see a lot of, a lot of different stuff. They're trained for a broad um, array of uh, illnesses and organ systems and everything. They're kind of the first step and okay. uh, disease present prevention and treatment and that sort of thing. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Hey, that was a good question because I don't know nothing <laughs> about medicine either. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here. <laughs> um, what made you want to study medicine? Because um, one, I'm a I'm a nerd. Um, like I've been 
just completely just in love with science as far back as I can remember. Like it was the only subject that just had my complete and other attention. Like I'd never minded studying anything that was science related. Um, finding stuff out and, and that whole process, uh, there's always something new being discovered. There's always something that we thought was one way, but it turns out it's another way. Like, that's extremely fascinating to me. And that keeps you on your toes. And like that really just drive me and combo that with every day. I just get to help anybody that I see, you know, um, just given that access to care. Cause especially, you know, where we're, where we're living, like that is a huge issue that um, I'm trying to help uh, solve. Wow. Like that, like that was a the really good two pronged answer. Like, cause, cause you, cause you got real serious there at the end uh, at which you probably should be. You're a doctor, but up front you, you started with, I'm a big nerd. And, and, and I think we should take a moment to appreciate that. That is like the classically trained nerd. And and not the twenty first century. Oh, look at me! I'm a nerd. Nerd. Right. Exactly. Keep uh, it OG. I, I like I like learning. Um, and every day when I'm learning something new, whether it be about a patient of mine or just just reading in general, like that just ignites me to want to apply that. Exactly. Um, so so what, so so it's not like you you're just really into pop figures or anything. I mean that too, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, don't you be talking about pop figures. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dude, I bought I bought two pop figures today. I I I just it's just a part of my my routine now if I if I'm going Target or or the mall anywhere I usually come back with one or two like I bought a, a Kratos yesterday when I was just in GameStop just trying to pick a game up and I was like oh yeah <laughs> I want that so I got yep. it yep that's the same with me I was walking through and I saw a Bret Hart one and I was like you know what I can never not have a Bret Hart so here we go <laughs> Uh, that's what that's what happens. That's what exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you have a whole bunch of them, and but that makes Christmas that much better because you have nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I got toys right here, man. They they, they have they have kind of like solved the problem of Christmas. It's like I don't know much about you, but I know you like stuff so here's a spider-man pop figure that is yep. exactly that is exactly how it goes for me it's like i know you like all these different things but i really know you you collect these pops so it doesn't even matter what it is i'll take it <laughs> be like oh man here you go um it's spider-man it's spider gwen but it's a spider so have fun <laughs> with that like i appreciate i appreciate the thought i really do <laughs> man okay okay what okay so when you went to karaoke and that's where we first met it was at karaoke um and there was a lot of um um students there um their their sinking skills was were whole, so far to their knowledge of medicine um but do you have any advice on people that want to study medicine 
in the future that are listening to this podcast today or um, tonight or whenever they listen to it. Yeah. So my thing, my thing on it is you can't, you have to be aware of the, um, the climate of our nation. Like, like all that stuff's important, but if you're going in for the right reasons, like you're going in it cause you, you like the knowledge. If you're going in because you like, um, the hands-on approach of being able to treat patients you like, um, the uh, relationships that you get to build with people, like if you like all those things, then absolutely that's something you can consider. Um, uh, the job is, it's still seen as kind of uh, glamorous, but it, the way things are going and to get technical in terms of insurance coverage and reimbursement and all those sorts of things. Those things are murky um, and they'll kind of sort themselves out somewhere. Someone in an office somewhere will figure that part out. If you're in it because you want to improve your fellow man, you want to uh, treat illness, prevent illness, those sorts of things, you should absolutely uh, consider it. You, okay, you you bring up you bring up uh, insurance, and we we know that's been kind of a hot topic the past decade, yeah. right? <clears throat> With the Affordable Care Act and, and and all kinds of you know opinions popping off about whether or not the government should step in. Uh, how much does the insurance coverage of a patient play into uh, their their visit with you? Um, it not so much. The uh, a visit with me, um, just say you're just every day. Say um, you're coming in and your knee's been bothering you for a few weeks. Not so much as that, because there are a lot of things that I can do uh, within the realm of a clinic visit that day, that particular moment. Now that doesn't um, really factor in. It's when you're trying to do other stuff, whereas you need. Uh, lab work to check levels of, of enzymes and electrolytes and that sort of thing, or you need mm-hmm. imaging, x-rays, MRI, CT scans, that is where the the metaphorical hoops are that we're having to jump through. <laughs> um, because somebody in an office somewhere is basically saying, well, um, I don't think they... they you've done enough for them to warrant getting this test done. So we're not going to cover it. Um, whereas they're not actually seeing the patient. They're not actually touching the knee, seeing how they walk, know how much is bothering them, knowing we need to figure out what the issue is. And that's what gets, uh, uh, the most frustrating. Okay. Yeah. I can, I, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I can oh, too. That sucks. That does suck. That sucks. Yeah. Huh. Man. Do you have any do you have any like happy questions? On a lighter no. note, um so Todd Pods. <laughs> um Todd Pods right now is is a thing. I I don't know why it's a thing, but it's a thing. And it it I don't know why Todd Pods triggered this for me to ask you this question, man, but um what's the deal with fads from shows like Dr. Oz and the show Doctors? Like why does every time they say this thing works? everybody and their mama jump up and do it. Have you ever had any stories from these shows or anything like that? Or what's your opinion on shows like that? 
Um, I'm I'm of the opinion that Doctor Oz is completely in it for the exposure for the the celebrity of it all because I do not believe in anything he he has ever put his name on. I think it was it was either last year or the the year before that he was on about the the green tea peel or something like that that just you just had like miracle weight loss and like like three weeks like it it doesn't work that way. That's just not how our bodies are set up to sustain stuff like that and our our society is very performance based we want we want results and we want them yesterday um yeah and that the combination of those two things anybody will jump on it and and it just kind of snowballs um and it's just it's hard it that's part of that's part of the day convincing folks like well you can try this stuff but i doubt it's gonna i, I literally tell you, i doubt it's gonna give you the results that he's going on about so mm-hmm. yeah yeah like 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 his his show was birthed out of being on other shows like right he, he he knows that when he says something and people buy things that's power and that ultimately brings him more money and recognition right. so like I don't trust that. He's either. a he's a, a a former surgeon too. Like that's the thing. Like like he's he was trained to like do surgical procedures on people, and now he's pushing these products that he you know that I would sincerely question if he even knows knows what what's in them and what they do. Um, there's or just a huge difference. Yeah. There's just a huge difference between surgical medicine and then just you know any medicine and giving medication and supplements versus doing surgery on someone. They're completely different. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, um, yeah. Wouldn't recommend. I watched one show, Doctor Oz, and he was talking about that. Um, I think it was like a rap thing that you put around. You waste or whatever, and it's supposed waste to trainers. your body. Yeah, waste trainer things. And I'm like, can that mess up your organs, man? Like, why would you put something around your body so tight and taut? I, I, for the life of me, I have no clue. Like, it's 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 only temporary. Um, like, you have to keep doing that, and it and it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like. My, my opinion of Dr. Oz is, is, is can be summed up in one sentence. Do you know who else sell uh, pushes and sells really CD supplements? Alex Jones. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. If there was ever a man that would trigger Robert Morris to go <laughs> ape shit, it's that, it's that guy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I, I can't... He's a hu- he's an actual human being. Like that shit amazes me. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, Tide pods. <laughs> um, Tide pods. Tide pods. Yeah, he needs to eat uh, a bowl of Tide pods. I'll be. I will watch that. <laughs> I will watch, watch Tide pods. Oh, I, I, I it hasn't. It hadn't directly come to me yet. But if if someone ever does, I'm I'm gonna help them. But I'm gonna sincerely. <laughs> Really question their judgment. <laughs> Look, I'm going to help you, but I let me tell you about yourself. You prob- <laughs> I got to tell you. This. You probably need other kinds of shit of help. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a segue from the medical stuff. We're gonna get into some nerd shit. We're gonna get into Excellent. the real grimy world of being a nerd and being a doctor. You don't find too many doctors who are nerds. Not on the level of you, my good sir. Um, especially when you're such a well-rounded nerd. You're like um, the, you're like the 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 Neil deGrasse Tyson of doctors and nerds and That's being a man. It's like, and plus, and plus, you're a brother too. Like you're black, and it's like you don't find that a lot in Mississippi. It's like you're the only one that had the only person I've ever met that have that have all these accolades to their name and never lost. So, um, what the first thing I want to talk about is your love of wrestling. Um, talk about where your love of wrestling came from oh man that's a great that is a great question so it's actually um very uh family family related um so i started watching you know uh watching wwe um in the mid in the mid 90s um my i will never forget this my great uh grandmother loved to watch wrestling and her favorite wrestler was stone cold steve austin so she was from she's from uh from down the coast and she but she lived in new orleans so whenever we would go visit her or whenever she would come up and stay with my my parents you know for a week or so like we that was our thing like we would watch monday night raw and it would just be me and her pops popcorn and just watch wrestling it was the only adult uh, themed show my my parents okayed me to watch because uh, she couldn't tell her grandma that she couldn't watch wrestling um, <laughs> and it just kind of grew from there like I just fell in like love with with The Rock like Dwayne Johnson is like to this day he hasn't wrestled in like four years he is still my favorite wrestler hands down um, and I kind of uh so when she passed away back in like 2003, like I just, um, every time I watch, that kind of keeps her memory alive for, uh, for me and those just good old times. And now it's just, it's just a part of who I am now. So like I'm, uh, I kind of, uh, got away from it in the early 2000s. Um, but then came back about five years ago. Uh, when they uh, introduced the Shield and um, my new current favorite uh, wrestler, uh, Roman Reigns. Um, so now we're going strong, and it's just it's just what I just do now. Mm-hmm. You like it every show that comes down here, man. Every stinking show, and I am very stinking jealous, dude. Um, like it's it's just it's so fun. <laughs> What's your um? What's when it comes to like big big shows? I saw that you went to WrestleMania. Tell me the feeling you had when you saw Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy return. Dude, like it was just it was just surreal, uh, just being there, like, cause and it was just a complete surprise when they just start playing that music. Like, I don't, I 
I vaguely remember this music, and then they flashed the that logo up there. I was like, oh my gosh, you could not mm-hmm. even hear yourself talk when the Hardy Boys came back. Like it was unbelievable. Um, so that was that was last year's WrestleMania. I was in New Orleans a few years back for WrestleMania 30. Unfortunately, I couldn't go to the event, but I've already planned to go this year with their uh, return to New Orleans. Got my got my tickets already lined up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be another never lost moment. Absolutely. I'm, well, Robert, I'm I'm gonna let you do a, a wrestling podcast at some point. I promise. <laughs> be- I don't know if I'm gonna be on it or not. <laughs> That's gonna oh, be so man. awesome. Say the word, and I'm there. <laughs> That'll be so awesome. Yeah, I know exactly the person I'm gonna be, have on it too, and I'm, we're talking to him right now. Um, <laughs> you said you said your favorite wrestler was The Rock. My my favorite wrestler happens to be Minoru Suzuki in um, uh, Japan. And do you watch any of the Japan um, Japan wrestling? I uh, so I um am just now getting introduced to it in the past year like i recognize um names like like okada and and uh kenny omega and the young bucks and uh naito and stuff like i'm starting to recognize names i did get new japan world uh last month so i could watch wrestle kingdom 12 uh and see uh and see chris jericho um versus Kenny Omega. Um their their style is completely different, but I love it though. Like mm-hmm. these dudes take some sh- take some shots and risks yeah. that you just can't get in the WWE and that is amazing. Like sometimes when I just want to see two muscle up oil guys just beat the hell out of each other, I'm going to watch New Japan. If I want to see a storyline that is I'm not. I'm not, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk some trash here. That's like kind of subpar. It's really predictable. I watch WWE. It's like in WWE, my favorite person is the Miz because he's awesome. He is so awesome. Like <laughs> he is un. He is undefeated on the mic. Undefeated. Undefeated. Never lost on the mic. Absolutely. Never lost. Um. At some point, Sergio's going to come back because I think we're at a sub- we're talking about a subject that he doesn't know what to think about. <laughs> you you absolutely are, but but I but I I do want to like bounce this off you. Uh, actually, a couple things. You, like like you mentioned the the like how how much more I guess the word would be brutal the the Japanese wrestling is. Um, how does that translate itself into you enjoying something like MMA, or is it more of like the, the the show aspect of it that you're in uh for me it's definitely just the in-ring uh storytelling it's not the actual um physicality it's just the way that they sell these moves the way that they take these these hits on the mat and off the ropes those bumps and stuff like it just it just tells a just more complete story wwe kind of does a lot of its stuff outside the outside of the mat um on the mic with all their promos and stuff like that uh new japan is basically get the two guys in the ring wrestle it out uh we'll we'll do the rest like the mat tells it all in new japan and that 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 difference um 
is kind of important, but it doesn't really trans translate to MMA uh, for me. Like I've, I've, uh, I follow MMA enough to know names, but it, it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not the same feeling. If yeah. I want, if I want to watch two dudes come down to the ring and fight for three minutes at a time, then I watch anime. I'm not gonna watch that. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I'm and, not even and, saying that as an MMA fan. It's it it just seems like like the like the logical extension of everyone everyone through like the first 20 years of my life going no the wrestling's dumb it's not real you know and all of those people got in one room and said let's just punch each other and there you have yep, it MMA yep. yeah and, um to, uh, uh, for a history lesson Minoru Suzuki is one of the founding people of um, shoot wrestling. And in shoot wrestling, you had Ken Shamrock and you had Boss Rutten. And if you know who Ken Shamrock and Boss Rutten is, they're very like legendary names in the fighting world. And Minoru Suzuki um, fought with them. Um, he's beaten Ken Shamrock in a shoot fight twice, made him tap twice. And he's 49 years old, maybe. And if it wasn't for him and all those other guys, we probably wouldn't have MMA as we see it today. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Ken Shamrock last year, dude. Super nice. Yeah, super nice because he can destroy you. <laughs> 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 I never thought about that, but yeah. It's like the nicest people are the ones that can just utterly destroy you. Those are usually some of the nicest people you ever meet. I mean, that's been my experience. Hmm. That's been my experience. That's true. 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 That's true. You're very nice to me, Robert, so. Oh, man, come on. Dude, I'm a <laughs> fast. <laughs> I see what um, Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm the one ask, asking wrestling questions. But one, more, one more question about wrestling. Uh, do you ever watch dudes in the ring? Uh, and think about the medical ramifications of what they're doing. Oh, I worry about every wrestler's neck I ever see. Like, I just imagine that they can't feel their arms ever. <laughs> that's just. I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> that's usually that's usually an, the injury that kind of ends these careers early. It's just they take a bad bump on their neck, and that's it. Yep. Stone Cold, yeah. Edge. Now they're talking Seamus may have the same thing. Yep. Like, yep. The neck is no joke. And like, and uh-uh. That in the head, because like CTE yeah. is a problem. Yes, yes. Daniel, Daniel Bryan will probably have CTE by the, end of, by the end of it. That's so sad. I really like that dude. He's such a vegan. It's amazing. Um... So to 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 take away from wrestling, we're gonna go into something else that Sergio doesn't really mess with. Uh, hey guys, let's talk about anime. <laughs> let's talk <Yay>. about anime. <laughs> <laughs> your love for anime. Um, explain your love for anime, brother. Like, what what was the first show, the first anime that really got you into just be like, man, this is amazing. Like, I didn't even know what anime was, but I was watching it all the time. Like. The, the the show that that just has a special place in my heart is is Voltron like mm-hmm. like those five lions making that robot like I, I was I was hooked then and didn't even know it was anime like I knew it was animated but I didn't know there was just a distinct style 
of of animation that way. And then it just kind of it kind of takes a, a typical path like you see, like every day after school is like, man, I got to get home. I got to watch Dragon Ball Z. I, I got to see how long it's going to take. Freezer to power up so she he fight Goku like that takes oh that takes ten episodes oh okay um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z kind of jumped it off right into the more serious ones like uh, Gundam Wing um, yes and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho uh, and then I got into I was, I want to say I jumped on to Naruto before it like hit mainstream because I remember uh buying a sketch uh DVD set off of eBay that had like two hundred episodes of Naruto on it uh way before they even dubbed it for uh for Toonami and things. So I was watching these just bootleg Naruto DVDs thinking this is amazing. And so I'm gonna say I was I was on that before it blew up. Um back then but those are the those are the big ones um that that kind of milestone shows that got me hooked and kind of keep me hooked there's just so many now that you can find like i don't know like i'm watching i started watching a new one today that i had never even heard of i can't even there's just so many it's amazing yes it's like i it's it's like you said man so many of them now is like Hey, have you seen such and such? Have you seen such and such? And I'm like, I kind of just want to go back and watch Cowboy Bebop again. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I want to watch these classics because I know what I'm getting. Like, but that's not even to knock these new ones because some of these new ones are are like amazing. Like My Hero Academy. Yes. Uh, oh yes. Titan. Like these things are just great, and they they give me that same that same feeling I had back when I was watching back when I was getting uh, used to Naruto, and they they got me they, <laughs> they got me <laughs> they got me dog what's wrong they got my leg it can't move I gotta watch this um gotta, gotta watch it when you went to Japan you recently took a trip to Japan um. How much of a nostalgia trip did you have going there? And tell me, did you see that full-size Gundam that they have in Japan? Oh, my gosh, uh, Robert. I saw the full-size Gundam. I got I got a picture in front of the full-size one-to-one scale Gundam unicorn. Uh, mm-hmm. It's right there next to my bed. Um. Like I, I could not put into words what it felt like seeing this gun. It's just surrounded by people taking pictures. It light, it lights up when it gets dark, um, and it lights up in the destroy mode. And I could not like speak. Um, so I was there, was there for two weeks, and primarily stayed in Kyoto. Really, just uh, my friends that I were, was with really liked to see the shrines and temples and everything. So we were primarily out of Kyoto until the, the last half of the trip. We spent a few days in Tokyo. That's where, um, that's where my, my nerd just went, uh, level 10. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just a different, it's just a different culture. It's just a different society. Like you see commercials here with, uh, 
like I was watching a commercial that's got uh, Peter Dinklage in it for some Cheetos and Morgan Freeman for some new Mountain Dew drink. Like they yeah, I saw that. So, like, so they've got celebrities in our commercials. Like their commercials over there, they got Animal Crossing characters. Like they got Mega Man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like these are. That's just totally like you can't do that here. Like, and and everybody know who this is, but you can over there. You've got Animal Crossing uh, Isabella talking about uh, subway safety. Like, like. <laughs> Wow, it's just it's just a completely different environment than just we went to the we went to the shopping district, uh, Akihabara, which is just basically a whole just downtown area full of shops, figures, manga, DVDs, CDs, uh, pillows. I don't anything you could imagine. You it got me at what kind of pillows, Doctor John? Yeah, you had me at pillows. I mean, of course, it's the, it's the waifu pillows. Like they're they're everywhere. Ha! Where's the waifu? Hey, reality breach listeners! I just want to take a moment uh, to talk about the Black Pocket. What is a Black Pocket? Well, it's a podcast on Reality Breached, hosted by Robert Morris. Uh, him, local artist Justin Ransberg, and local beats man Ryan Donche Weary talk black stuff, nerd stuff, black nerd stuff, and the Jackson art scene. It's really a one-stop shop for the culture of Jackson that you are looking for. Check it out on realitybreach.com, or you can check it out on any podcast subscription service that you can find and now back to the show man so 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 uh so 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 i hear you like i hear you like japan i absolutely Uh, love it well well, what's what's your opinion on uh the cinema classic uh fast and furious tokyo drift You, you you shut that mouth sergio lugo I can't. I can't speak. Of, I can't. I will say. I think it's the. It's, if it's not the worst one, it's the next to the, next to the bottom. But Han, though. But Han. But, I mean, Han's in other movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's in at least two other movies. <laughs> That's funny. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. That is. That is so funny. You know, it, it's it's crazy because like your story of how you grew up watching anime is the same as mine. It's like I didn't even realize I was watching anime until somebody told me it was anime. It's like I just wake up every Saturday morning and watch Dragon Ball Z, watch Goku fly on that Nimbus running down Snake Way, and yeah. and it was just like I thought this was just cartoons, man. I don't I don't know. But and when then I, you realize, I, and, then, and then you realize, like, oh wait, they're actually like continuing a story. As yeah. opposed to uh, any anything else, where it's just these one these one shot episodes, like they're continuing a whole arc of a story and, and having character development. What is that? Yeah. yeah. What's what's character development? What is this? It, it's it, it's it's almost like like Japanese cartoon cartoonists uh, respected their audience more than American cartoonists. Right. It's wow. So, it's so mainstream. Like it, like. I remember we were ride, we were riding the, the the train or the subway like every day and like it is nothing to see just like every other person just reading manga like that's and it's just like reading a like a USA Today or anything like that like everybody does it so 
Yeah, Minoru Suzuki. I keep talking about Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki um, is um, on One Piece. He's in the episode of One Piece. Or maybe it's a short story. I don't remember. But he's talking to Tony Tony Chopper. And he says, Become the Wind, which is his theme song. And it's called Kaze Ni Nare. And every time... He's a, he's a villain, right? So every single time, John, I, I, I promise you, if you look this up, you'll be amazed. Every time he gets into the ring and Kaze Ni Nare comes on on the song, everybody yells it. Because it's like one of the mo- most famous anime songs. It's like that culture embraces anime and their creativity way better than we do over here in America. And you're not even and you're not even scratching the surface of like Miyazaki, like that guy. Right oh there, my gosh, yes. That guy? Like wow. Freaking uh, like over here I wish people really knew about Miyazaki more and but they don't. Which saddens me because his work is Ten times better. Like in 1995, when Akira came, I want to say it was 1995 when Akira first came out. If you play Akira right now, it looks like it was just made 2017. Right. Like we oh, we had the opportunity to go to uh, the uh, Studio uh, Ghibli Museum which is like the, one of the hardest things to get. You have to buy tickets like six months in advance. Um, and then you don't even get what to pick what time you go. And you can't take pictures in there. You get to see all original sketches. You get to see just all his reference materials. Like you get to see all this stuff. And it was like, man, this guy had so much detail. He wanted everything to be as it would be if you saw it in the real world and it was really just it just left me speechless when i left that place okay i i already was envious of you going to japan now you just just straight up <laughs> gave me a rock bottom on life um, <laughs> all right i might well, i might just to, go to japan i may have to come to your house that's true i could just do that or i come to his just house go to japan man no i want to go to dr john's house and take that picture of him with that gundam and crop my face in it <laughs> that seems less fulfilling it's very yeah it is but but it is doable it is doable and <laughs> okay before we stop talking about anime i have i have one request dr john yes you're a doctor I'm sure every once in a while a kid comes in with like, uh, like karate injuries, karate injuries, like a sprained ankle or like a broken foot or something. Right. right. The next one that comes in, I want you to hold his foot real good, squeeze it, and be like, "Oh well, I think you're gonna be okay." Looks like you got a really bad case of Naruto's. <laughs> Sergio, I promise you, I will say that. My evening is made. Believe it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no Rutos. Oh man. Oh okay. You you you've you've um you've um uh did good, man, 'cause uh that, that Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, man, that Oh man, <laughs> that hurt me. You redeemed is, yourself, my friend. Why is Bow Wow an actor? Like Why? <laughs> That's a good question. 
that's another <laughs> he's it's almost like why is Bow Wow an actor? Why is Alec Jones allowed to be a human? Why is Michael Bay allowed to keep making movies? <laughs> like what's like what's so remarkable about Tokyo Drift is Bow Wow is not even the bad part of that movie. That well, doorag is. <laughs> he's not. He's actually like right in the middle. Like he does not make yeah. the movie bad at all. His shoes are bigger than him in this movie. He's a little bow wow. He's, oh my gosh, Chad, Chad Moss, you need to stop, man. You need to stop. I I forgot what we were talking about. Okay, um, getting away from all the wrestling and the anime, because we can talk about that for hours on end. No, we can't. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't including you, Sergio. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm about to, but this next question, this is this is right up your alley, my friend. This is how Sergio and myself met. Um, your love of music and karaoke. Yes. This is how I met both of y'all, actually. Yeah, it's so cool. It is. So explain your love of karaoke. Well, okay. Music. So it actually kind of it kind of evolved from. Um, Back when I was in college, I was a part of a uh, improv comedy troupe called uh, Stage Monkeys down at USM in Hattiesburg. And I think I might have heard of you guys. Yeah, I was in there all my whole time at USM. Um, it really, it was one, it was fun, and two, it really helped me. I was a very kind of introverted person coming out of high school, so it helped me really open up and just kind of just put it all out there. Um, and get to know some, some great people. Um, so when I moved to Jackson, uh, for med school, I didn't really have that kind of creative release, you know? Um, so I was kind of, I felt like I was just missing something in that regard. And as one can imagine, med school is stressful. Um, we always had, we always would have test days on Mondays. So our, whenever it was test day, our Mondays would be eight to five. You would take uh, three, four, five tests in a single day and you wouldn't be done until 5 p.m. Um, so we kind of instituted this med school Mondays and we would go to karaoke opinions and we would shut it down. Um, and being on the stage there, singing the songs that I just sang to myself anyway, you know, was just very, <laughs> it was just very fulfilling. It gave me that, that thing that I was missing. Um, so we just, even when every chance we could, like we were there, like I'm just there. I want to sing. Like I'm not there to, to get drunk and, and, and party. I just want to sing these songs. I want to, Give give my karaoke gift to my fellow patrons and just have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I feel when I sing karaoke. It's like you, you're here to hear me. You're not here to get drunk. You're not here to sing yourselves. You're here to hear me. Exactly. Like you're 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 my audience. So you're gonna you're gonna 
hear me sing this Toto by this Africa by Toto, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> that is not a bad song, my friend. It's a perfect song. I um yeah, I don't know about perfect. It's a great song. Hey, you the one that brought up Tokyo Tokyo Drift, okay? <laughs> you mean a perfect movie? Stop this, man! <laughs> Stop this! I know where you live. Stop this! <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> We've we've already determined that you could break me, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a pacifist. But you keep talking about Tokyo Drift and saying a perfect movie. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a rock at you. Oh, stop. Um, what's so what's okay? So what are some of your craziest? Well, not craziest, but funniest stories um, coming out of med school? Oh man! If you ha- if you have any. <laughs> Oh, it's just they always say like if you you work hard, you play hard. So I I've yet to see anybody um that can match a group of stressed out, tired med students when they don't have to study. Like we do we or we did past tense some kind of crazy things uh, house parties like where like you don't even know how you got there you don't even know how you're getting home um, it doesn't help that Jackson is a is a hotbed during for St. Patty's Day um, and I can tell you there were just plenty of times where we boarded on just absolute dangerous uh, activity, but we're all safe, so we're good. Um, it's just it's a stressful it's a stressful uh, uh, path, but once we got there, um, it's all it's all roses now. I don't. I, it can't all be roses. Like every, like every day, you have to like. Wake up and keep people from dying. Not like directly, but like indirectly. Like if someone shows up and they're like bleeding to death, you're like, you need to go to a real hospital. Like you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. Yeah, but from from my side of it, you know, like I can't I can't show that I'm concerned. I feel like if a, when those situations come up. That they're gonna they're gonna look to me to be that 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 solid strength there, you know, that point where it's like, okay, if they're not freaking out, then maybe I can calm down a little bit, and we're gonna figure this um, figure this thing out. You're right. You're right. The last thing you want is a doctor freaking out. Right. Uh, doctor, I got uh, two bones coming out of my knee. And um, and I got one bone coming out of my eye. I don't know what happened. I woke up like this. Uh, you're the first person I thought about. I think I got a Naruto going on in the thing. I was watching. I broke my eye bone. I broke my eye bone trying to do a, a Rasengan. And uh, I ran too hard and fell. And I woke up like this. Did, so, you nar- um, did you Naruto run or did you regular run? 
I think I Naruto uh, uh, did the Naruto run, and uh, 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 what had happened was I may have had a couple of beers, and uh, I may have been in Walmart, and I may have been on the side of Walmart where the doors don't open after a certain time, and I just assumed that the doors were going to open. Uh, I may be getting sued. But uh, yeah. Can you give me? Can you subscribe me some Tylenol? Cause uh, I can't. I ain't got no money. I need some Tylenol. If you could just get that to me, that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be amazing, man. Plus Ultra Dog. I see you later. I'm sorry, man. I went on the tangent. <laughs> Sergio's supposed to Sergio's supposed to stop me on these. <laughs> And I was really, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I was, I was, you had me entranced, but then you got, yeah. me, with the, you got me with the Plus Ultra. I love it. Love Plus Ultra. Oh, actually, actually, but your, your long, weird, aimless tirade actually uh, <laughs> reminded me of a question long, weird, that I was thinking I should have. So, as a doctor, I'm sure you get a lot of people who... Uh, how do I put this? Um, Not die? There's an epidemic. Oh. There, there, there's an epidemic of opiate use and painkiller use and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, snap. And this is a real I'm question. sure you see a lot of people who come in and attempt to get prescriptions that they don't actually... If this is something you don't want to talk about, I'm, I completely understand, but... Is is that something that you see a lot of, and and and, and how do you deal with it? Because I'm sure it's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, it's a it is a absolutely uh, fast growing uh, epidemic. Um, there are uh, protocols in place now that came down from the from the state level that are actually beginning to show positive. Um, outcomes and dropping this down so in in case you didn't know like whenever one of those whenever a controlled substance uh prescription is filled in the state of mississippi the pharmacies are required to report that to a uh, prescription monitoring system um and it keeps track of every the day you went the day you went uh what the medicine was who uh, prescribed it, where you got it filled at, uh, did you pay cash for it or did your insurance pay for it? So it keeps track of all that stuff going back uh, as far as three years. So what to what our conscious healthcare providers uh, should be doing is checking that system every time they are even considering prescribing a uh, controlled uh, opiate uh, substance. And then you just look for you look for patterns and trends. Are they going to multiple people uh, to get these same medicines filled? Are they going to multiple pharmacies using different addresses? All these sorts of things. So you can easily identify these these uh, patterns. And then before you even or before we even hand them a prescription, you can say, I've noticed this, this and this. You, um there's something going on here that I don't want to be a part of, and then that's it. Hmm. It's and so so in 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 you know that situation, the the onus of responsibility falls on the doctor. There isn't like a like someone on the back end who's gathering the information and saying, "Oh, well, Joe Bob over here, it looks like he's buying stuff all over the state." Uh, yeah. There. So 
uh, it falls to each each uh, provider in that instant, and then our uh, state licensing body grabs all these reports and can see every provider and the exact number of these prescriptions that you've been writing and they can they can come right to your door and say why are you why are you doing this oh uh, okay so, okay so there is like like oversight that's yes, cool yes hmm. huh that actually makes me feel okay well yeah it, it's it's cool kind of wish they would have did it a couple of years ago but yeah that's cool it's a, good. It's, a, yeah. it's a good system. I I, I definitely um, enjoy having it as a as a resource now. Yeah, can't of, have those of of, of of like what we just talked about is 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 a drop in the bucket when it comes to uh, like opiate addiction and you know drug use and the, the deaths that come with it around the country. But it is nice to see the government doing. At least that part right. of it, you know, because because once you're addicted to opiates and you can't get them from a doctor, you'll get them from somewhere else. Yeah, that is that is the concern um, that I have. Um, if you are cracking down on the people that are prescribing these medicines, you're act, you're also kind of indirectly uh, increasing the amount of people that are trying to access it by less than. Um, uh, legal means. Correct. You know. mm. So, sorry about bringing the podcast to a screeching, depressing halt. Great! Hey, man, cocaine's a little drug. <laughs> Heroin, too. <laughs> Heroin is, too. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if you just if you just go and watch these Netflix, uh, Netflix episodes, I mean, documentaries they have, it makes you really want to deter from taking these opiates and all this stuff man it's they don't they don't shy away from the graphics oh yeah yeah that's that's those things are scary yeah. like ariel will watch those and it it, it, it it's eye-opening yes yes very very much so um but yeah um on a lighter note we <laughs> um we want to thank thank uh Dr. John aka Never Lost Never Lost um to come on a you want us to explain Never Lost real quick or just keep it between us uh we can we can explain it I mean it's just <laughs> like like I thought it was like a thing like I thought it was like maybe a wrestling thing I have no idea I thought it was like a popular thing I didn't know it was a a you guys thing oh no so um if you are not familiar with uh the antics of LeVar Ball um uh, yeah. <laughs> that's an appropriate response. <laughs> he uh he was on ESPN first take a few months ago arguing with uh Stephen A. Smith. I don't know, was he arguing that he could beat Michael Jordan in a basketball game or that his son I, was I the believe, best thing I, since sliced yes. bread? I think he said all Probably that. Probably both. I think he Probably said all he said he could beat Michael Jordan with one arm tied behind his back. And I said, think I'm that. pretty sure he said that. And he just I could said, be wrong. He just said, never lost. Uh, mm-hmm. He is never lost. And the Saturday Night Live made fun of that. And <laughs> it's just... It's, it's so just, good. It's so good. Oh, man. Uh, Keenan, Keenan Thompson I feel, I feel, became I feel one of my really favorite people. Good. 
Oh, uh, Keenan's been my Keenan's <laughs> been my guy ever since all of that. Man, it's amazing. I that, feel so good knowing what that means now. Oh, sweet. Yeah, man. Now, now you're in it. Um, it's it's crazy. Just on a side note, before we close out, that Keenan Thompson has been there for 15 years. Like, Longest tenured oh. male male uh, cast member. That is. He he's 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 the new Tim Meadows. That is. Okay, you got me on that one, Sergio. I don't know who Tim Meadows is. He's the uh, what's the uh, movie he was in? Um, oh, uh, the, the ladies, ladies man. man. Oh, okay, okay. I'm still at a loss. Oh man, wow, does that mean that I, does that mean I lost? No, I never lost. Yeah. <laughs> I know who Tim Meadows is. Fifteen movies, thirty-seven <laughs> hot dog stands. <laughs> I know who Tim. He Meadows was he is. was on. Yeah, he was on Saturday Night Live for nine years. Yeah, basically most of the, most of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what Tim Meadows is. Yeah, good, good, good cat, good cat. He can act with one arm tied behind his back. Believe you me. Um, thank you, Doctor John, for uh, coming on the show. Uh, thank you for your insight in the medical world. Thank you for schooling us in the medical world. Um. Where can we find you on your social media platforms if people want to um, follow your extraordinary life that you live? Um, let's see. You can follow me on uh, on the uh, Instagram. My name is Mr. John B. J-O-N-B uh, 3-3. Um, I don't use the I don't use the Twitters anymore. I don't I hadn't had time to to do my tweeting, but I am on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Sweet, and thank you so much, man. And for all of you guys listening, please don't forget about Grits. He's recording in the South. Don't forget about the um, uh, very, very, very good show that Sergio Lugo put together called Reality Breached. And <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh oh, here it goes. You've been breached, baby. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> nah, I like that curveball. <laughs> Never lost. Never lost. realitybreached.com for more episodes of The Local Spotlight. It's also where you can find the Reality Breached podcast and Robert Morris's own The Black Pocket podcast at realitybreached.com.